Hello and welcome. My name is Marina Johnson and today we will be talking about the American Revolution and the plans and compromises of the Constitutional Convention. I'm going to start by talking I'm going to go down a timeline and I'm going to start by talking about the Proclamation Line of 1763. It was issued on October 7th of 1763 by King George the 3rd. Following Great Britain's accusation of French territory in North America after the end of the French and Indian War, it forbade all settlement west of a line drawn along the Appalachian Mountains, which was, a delineated, which was delineated as an Indian reserve. This proclamation rendered worthless all land grants given by the government to the British subjects who fought for the crown against France. People throughout the various colonies were filled with indignation at having been excluded from the vast region of Transappalachia. This anger was foreshadowing of the discontent that would later arise during the American Revolution. Many Europeans came to the New World fleeing from the oppression of England's monarch. Many also came seeking economic and religious freedom. Most of the colonies governed themselves for over a hundred years before King George III imposed harsh taxes on the colonies, such as the Stamp Act Law, the Stamp Act of 1765. The British government started the Stamp Act. Anything printed on paper needed a stamp that was bought from the English. The stamp cost money, and it was England who got the money. A crowd started because the colonists didn't like that they had put stamps on everything. Samuel Adams was the one who organized the protest that became a mob. In Connecticut, a stamp distributor, Jared Ingersoll, was called a traitor. The mob of colonists who were against the Stamp Act, hung a doll of inner Solon, the effigy. They might not have wanted to hang him, but they wanted to make a strong point. Soon the colonists quit buying stamps to show how many, how much they resented buying stamps. When King George saw the people weren't buying stamps and he was not getting money, he stopped the Stamp Act, it ended in 1766, and that is what's known as the Stamp Act. <clears throat> now I am going to talk about the Boston Massacre. The Boston Massacre started in 1770. <clears throat> British received in Intelligence about rebel supplies outside of Boston. Paul Revere and William Dawes rode their horses all night, warning military, the British are coming. When the British arrived, the military was ready. Shots heard around the world. The British retreated back to Boston. It wasn't a major battle, but it proved the colonists meant business. Later, in 1773, was the Boston Tea Party. Sons of Liberty boarded a British tea vessel and dumped the continents into Boston Harbor in protest of taxes on tea.
Intolerable Acts started in 1774. The Intolerable Acts were punitive laws passed by the British Parliament in 1774 after the Boston Tea Party. The laws were meant to punish the Massachusetts colonists for their death defiance in the Tea Party protest in reaction to changes in taxation by the British to the detriment of colonial goods. Now we are moving on to the Battle of Lexington, Battles of Lexington and Concord. The Battles of Lexington and Concord were first military engagements of the American Revolutionary War. The battles were fought on April 19, 1775 in Middlesex County, province of Massachusetts Bay, with the towns of Lexington, Concord, Lincoln, Mentomony, Mentomony, Minotomy, and Cambridge. The revolution lasted from 1775 to 1783. While American success in the revolution seems obvious today, it wasn't at the time. The war for American independence began with the military conflict in 1775 and lasted at least until 1783 when the peace treaty with the British was signed. Now we are going on to the subject of the Constitutional Convention. It took place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, May 25th, 1787 to September 17th, 1787. <clears throat> Later, the adoption of the where the convention was intended to revise the League of States and first system of government under the Articles of Confederation. The intention from the outsets of many of its proponents, chief among the among them, James Madison of Virginia and Alexander Hamilton of New York was to create a new government rather than fix the existing one. The delegates elected George Washington of Virginia, former commanding general of the Continental Army in the late American Revolutionary War, and proponent of the stronger national government to preside over the convention, the result of the convention was creation of the Constitution of the United States. Placing the con convention among the most significant events in American history. Now I'm going to talk about the plans and compromises they had set and what ones were rejected and not. I'm going to start with the Virginia plan. It was proposed for a strong central government composed of three branches, the legislative, the executive, and the judicial. The plan presented by delegates from Virginia at the Constitutional Convention called for the three-branch government with a big Merrill Legister, in which each state's membership would be determined by its population or its financial support for the go central government. 
<clears throat> then they had the New Jersey plan. It was a plan presented as an alternative to the Virginia plan at the Constitutional Convention called for an un unicameral legislature in which each stage would be equally presented. Of course, this plan did not get passed. However, the Virginia plan did. Then they went on to the Connecticut Compromise. The Connecticut Compromise started, it, it was in 1787 with everything else. The Connecticut Compromises was an agreement during the Constitutional Convention that Congress should be composed of Senate in which states would be represented equally and a House in which representation would be based on a state's population. Then they went on to discuss the three-fifths compromise. The South wanted slaves counted towards representation in Congress. The North said no, but they ended up agreeing that three-fifths of slaves would be counted towards both population and taxes. Next, they had the commerce and slave trade compromise. <clears throat> the commerce and slave trade compromise was an agreement during the Constitutional Convention protecting slaveholders, denied Congress the power to tax the export of goods from any state, and for 20 years the power act on the slave trade. They then needed nine out of 13 states to ratify this constitution. Delaware was first to vote in favor of or ratify it on December 7th of 1787. The convention last from May 25th, 1787 to September 17th, 1787. The result of the Constitutional Convention
The colonies then went on to create America, the U.S. Thank you for listening today. Again, my name is Marina Johnson, and I hope you have a wonderful day.